we're doing a devotional series on uh, some of the minor biblical characters and I've been asked to talk to you about Euodia and Syntyche. Now you may, uh, you may be forgiven for thinking who on earth are they? That's exactly what I thought when I was asked to talk about them. Um, I wondered whether I'd missed a book in the Bible somewhere but they are there. Uh, they're in Philippians chapter 4 verses 2 and 3 and Paul is writing to the church in Philippi and he says I plead with you, Odia, and I plead with Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. Now, we don't know much about these two women. We don't know, um, they're not mentioned anywhere else in the Bible. We don't know uh, what's happened to them. There's clearly been some kind of disagreement. Um, and we don't know uh, what it was about and we don't know whether they even were, were able to resolve it. Uh, but we do know that they were with Paul. Paul was with them at some point in Philippi when he established the church there and they were became Christians and they were helping him spread the gospel. Uh, and because of this apparent disagreement between them, Paul is troubled by this and he's pleading with them to be of the same mind. He's pleading with them to be united. The, the heading for this section is uses the word unity and to be united is to be joined together under a common purpose. So why is it important for us as Christians to be united? Isn't it okay for us to all do our own things and perhaps go off in separate directions? Well Jesus talks about this in John 17 verses 22 and he's in these verses he's praying and he's praying for all believers and he says I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. God is praying, Jesus is praying that he would be in all believers and that they would be in him. Because when that happens, they may be brought into complete unity. And that when we are in complete unity, the world will know that God loves them and that God sent Jesus for them to save them. When we are united as Christians, we are so countercultural that we attract attention. That's what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying when you are united, you command attention from the rest of the world because you are so different from everybody else that people are going to ask and wonder why, why is so different about these Christians? What, what have they got going on that is so different? That's why it's so important for us to be united. I think the other thing that happens when we are united is that God really comes in and blesses and empowers those situations. Uh, in Acts chapter 1, when the disciples, after Jesus ascends to heaven, heaven, the disciples return to Jerusalem and they're in a room and they all come together and they start to pray. And it, and it says in verse 14, all these with one mind and one purpose were continually devoting themselves to prayer. And we know that very shortly after this, after this focused time of devotional prayer, that the day of Pentecost came, that the Holy Spirit came down and thousands of people believed and became Christians at that point. And it was a real um, pivotal moment in the establishment of the early church. 
So it's really important that we're united because God wants to bless us when we're united and that unity will act as a demonstration to the rest of the world. So when we're in discord, when we're in disagreement with one another, all of those things fail to happen. So I've just been thinking about, you know, if we do end up in a disagreement, sometimes they can happen. Perhaps we need to check our agenda. Whose agenda are we following? Are we following our own agendas or are we following God's agenda? Are we following God's will? Are we living with an attitude of submission? I, I recently heard someone talk about marriage and the relationship of marriage as a submission competition. That you're in competition with your spouse to submit more and more because that's what the Bible teaches us to do. So submission isn't about being a walkover or letting somebody else win or letting somebody else always have their way. But it's about having that attitude of saying, how can I show God's radical love in this situation? It's not about me being right or me winning the argument, but it's, it's about me showing God's love in a situation that's going to bless the people that I'm working with. As Paul uh, um, uh, does in, in, in that verse in Philippians, he asks other people to intervene in the disunity as well. So when other people, when we see other people, it's important that we intervene in that. And I think it's really, really important that we pray, that we pray into situations where we have disagreements, where there are other people uh, around us having disagreements, that we really pray into that so that we can be of one mind and one accord and live in unity.